Welcome to GVEC Unplugged, the award-winning podcast by employees for employees. Join us for engaging interviews and lively discussions with coworkers and guests. Get ready to dive into the vibrant world of our cooperative and experience the pulse of our community. Let's get started. Hey, GVEC. Thanks for tuning in to the award-winning GVEC Unplugged podcast. I'm Gunnar Cantu, digital media specialist and your host for today's podcast. I'm joined by my fellow podcast producer, staff writer, Sherry Johnson, social media specialist, Shelby Mueller, and HR representative, Sarah Carrizales. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest and a special announcement for the Unplugged podcast. We, this is our end of year episode. We do, uh, this is my third one. They're always the funnest ones. Uh, but unfortunately... Yes, not only is this our last episode for 2023, it is our last episode of the GVEC Unplugged podcast ever. Ever. And we're not, and it's not Sarah's fault. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But we're just a coincidence that just a coincidence that a new team member right when the show is ending. Tell us a little bit about the podcast. It began in 2020. So we might remember 2020 for other things, but it was also the beginning of the GVEC Unplugged podcast. Award winning. Award winning. We have won an award. Our first episode was right before we locked down for COVID and we did a few remotely and then we came back in the office and came back strong. Yeah. Yeah. So this one marks our 39th episode. 39. 39. We should have just went for an even 40. We'll just cut this up into two. Episode 39 and episode Part one and part two. Well, we have a special guest, and we'll get to that in a second. But this has been a fun ride, man. I enjoyed it. When I first started, and uh, we they introduced me to the podcast team, it was kind of funny because we had four different mics hooked up to four different computers. It took like three hours of setup. The worst. And the editing was just crazy impossible. And I was like, you guys know there's an easier way to do this, right? And then Jordan put me in charge of it. There we and go. I learned Thanks, my Gunner. List. I'm just kidding. But now it's been much easier. Phenomenal. We have all this cool equipment that we use for other marketing stuff. So it's uh, it's just opened a lot of doors, and I've enjoyed. It's been a being, great learning opportunity. Being Absolutely. part of the podcast, ladies. Thank you to everyone who's been a guest, and to all of our listeners. Shout out to all eighty-five to two hundred fifteen uh, uh, consistent <laughs> listeners. We love you. We love you. Yes. <laughs> but now, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the biggest guest we've ever had on this show mr shower himself shower hour with darren darren how's it going darren it's great welcome darren it's great to be with y'all ceo and gm of gvec on our show the last episode what a better way to end this this podcast man thank you for joining us well, thank you thanks for coming back yeah, yeah glad to be with y'all it's fun he came early actually and we're like uh <laughs> it was a little bit of time sorry <laughs> Typical marketing team, but <laughs> it's fun. Uh, so, yeah, we wanted to get you on this show just to dive a little deep into who Darren is. Because we have a, a lot of employees, and everyone knows the annual meeting Darren, the, the video Darren. But there are some people like myself who are just curious to know who the man, the myth, and the legend is from 5 to 9, not 9 to 5. So that's what this episode's about. We just want to get to know you a little bit better and just uh, end it with a bang. Right. You on board? I'm, I'm ready. So at the end of uh, the podcast, we're going to have a fun little segment where uh, we had some reporters go out the halls of GVEC and ask some anonymous questions. So we'll play those for you a little bit later. Oh, great. Can I speak a little bit about the, the podcast? Sure. Go right the ahead. Last, the last, being the last podcast. Yeah. I, I just think this is another way that just shows that GVEC is innovative. You know, I don't know of any other cooperatives. I'm sure there's a few of them out there, but I don't know of many of, or I don't know of any other cooperatives that do this, at least from an employee perspective. And it's something that we started several years ago uh, as an innovative, innovative way of trying to c- communicate with our employees. And of course, there's different demographics, of course, uh, mainly age uh, with it throughout our employee base and different people like to be communicated with differently. And so this is one of those things that we, we wanted to try and to learn from. I think it has been a great success uh, uh, having a chance to to learn the technology, having a chance to to learn more about uh, different parts of our organization, different people within our organization has really been a great process. Now, I will say this takes a lot of time for those folks who have not been involved. 
the folks in marketing, the folks in HR, it takes a lot of time to put this together. And so uh, we appreciate all the efforts that have gone into developing uh, the GVEC podcast and uh, the way that we have learned from that and have continued to grow and learn. And who knows, at some point in the future, the way the way our employee base continues to evolve and as people look to podcasts more and more to learn about GVEC, not only will someday we may it come back for the employees, but may also for our GVEC membership as well. So it's been a great learning experience, and I appreciate everyone that has been a part of this effort to put this together. So congratulations to y'all for all the work that you've done, and I appreciate the, the fact that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, it's something that new, something innovative that we've tried, and uh, we're going to move away from it for a little while now, and then who knows, when we come back someday. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for your kind yes. words. Appreciate and we do appreciate GVC allowing us to do it. There was some creative liberties involved in this as well so yeah, it's been a fun good time yeah. Yeah. planning's fun engagement is fun it's just fun all around but are you a podcast listener not gbc unplugged but any other podcast no i'm 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 really not i, I wish i were i just don't maybe i've got into one just oh my age no you can't say that because justin listens oh. to podcasts all the oh, time okay, well. <laughs> No, I have to go find the right one on my phone, and I never can. And I know don't know how to find it. Yeah, it's mm. just way too complicated. The only time that me personally I've ever, besides ours, listened to a podcast from start to finish was on like a four-hour road trip. Yeah. Other than that, I I just can't get into them. Yeah. I use YouTube and and other people to break it up into like three or four minute segments for me. Only you get the cliff notes yeah. of a podcast. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just an old traditional guy. I still watch the 530 news. Yeah. national. <laughs> I record it, so if I get home a little later, I'll go back and, and watch. Love it. Why are the, you laughing? The, the, the news <laughs> hasn't even happened at 530. Yet. <laughs> no, it's been going on during the day. It's oh. national news. Oh, right? okay. It's like the traditional, you know, Lester Holt. Yeah, I got you. Mm. Okay, yeah. I was laughing at the recording because we don't have any like direct DVR. TV or DVR anymore, oh. so we're all just streaming, and so it's all on demand. You can do that on YouTube TV. Oh, that's oh. true. Yes. Okay. That's See, that's how we get our football. Look YouTube. at you using YouTube TV. Yeah, yeah you're you know technology. One of us. <laughs> I, I tell everybody all the time I live by, because uh, all the hipsters use like Spotify and all that, and I use YouTube TV and YouTube music. I'm one of those weirdos, but oh, I mean, I tell weird. you. It's beautiful. Watching YouTube with no ads, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although we do have an antenna at the house, which oh, we what? still like to watch. I have one of those, too. Yeah. For backup. <laughs> exactly. For lightning strikes. Some of the time yes. when the internet may go down, which it never does. Of course, right. I have never. GBC. There mm-hmm. you go. Play the promo. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> but I realized how much I appreciated regular television because you knew what time it was. And it just created these cues in my brain. It's like, oh, it's 6 o'clock. You know, Wheel of Fortune's on or... 6.30 actually. Anyway, so it's time to make dinner and then Johnny Carson comes on you know, it's time to go to bed. Doesn't that like Will of Fortune? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you me don't too. like Will of Fortune? Me too. Yeah, oh, right. you do? <laughs> I remember watching Will of Fortune. You want to get to know me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there you go. When my, when my went to stay with my grandparents, most sets of grandparents actually, I'd go cage my mom and dad would be out of town so I'd Will of Fortune. Yeah. Years. I mean, that's how long that show has been around. It was oh. Pat St. Jack too. Oh wow! Yeah. That, that's how yeah. you know, and I still to this day at six thirty. Yeah, that's how you know the day is ended and supper is around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> well, the that's right. Yeah. That's right. But uh, it's great background TV. Right. I, the the thing about on demand TV, it kind of ruins a TV watching experience, in my opinion, because of what you just said. Like everyone knows at six thirty, like we're all collectively watching mm-hmm. Will of Fortune. But now because of on demand, there's no like prime time television that everybody's watching like the good old TGIF days. Yes. Everyone knew what Joey did in the full house, but it, now <laughs> cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're coming to work and it's like, did you see that new show? It's like, no, I'm too busy watching the 87 other shows I'm trying to catch up with. So, yeah. Right. It, it's just, uh, I, I miss those good old days. Yeah, the wild kingdom on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did y'all yep. already aren't even old enough for that. Wild kingdom. Yeah. 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 Saturday. You said Saturday mornings. No, it was on uh, Sunday Sunday evening, Walt okay. Disney. Then you had Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah. Sixty and I, minutes. Yeah. I think that was Sunday evening yeah. too. Saturday mornings was like the pinnacle of my childhood. Like cartoons and cartoons. Yeah. Waking up and just uh, eating bowls of six bowls of cereal. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I was a chubby kid. That's <laughs> 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 carried over. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what does Darren like to do in his spare time? Now, hmm. interesting. I uh, really. 
Um, you know, let's, before we get into that, let, let's talk about your journey here at GBC first. Okay. Like, I think uh, a lot of people know that you're the GM, but uh, they just assume, like, you know, uh, you were an outside hire or something. Like, that's what I assumed when I first got here. But you were actually uh, pretty much bred in, into GVEC, correct? Yeah. Uh, it's a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I literally have been here my entire career, and, and most folks know this, but I, I – uh, well, actually worked here during the summers. So graduated yeah. from high school back in 1987. And went Shout to- out to our seasonal worker. That's right. Seasonal worker. We didn't call them that back then. It was just like, can you please have a job? <laughs> and uh, Bangers. Uh, myself and Gene Kreidler, for those of y'all who know Gene Kreidler, uh, we came to work for GVC that summer. Fortunately, Mr. Hines was willing to let us come to work. And uh, we both worked out on the cruise. We worked... Uh, uh, cutting uh, right away. Uh, I was on the framing crew, which I love being on the framing crew. I tell folks all the time that was my favorite job because you'd go lay the poles out, dig the holes, put the pole, put the uh, material on the poles, put the pole in the ground, go to the next one, and by the end of the day, you can look back and you can see exactly what you accomplished yep. that day. So it's been a, that was a great job. So yeah, I worked uh, during the uh, summers for a couple of summers out in the field, uh, doing those sort those sorts of things. I actually worked for. Uh, uh, GVC's AC services, partly part-time mm-hmm. as well. Back wasn't a GVC home, but uh, we had an AC service company or, or business that I was had a chance to work in installing AC units back then. What year was this? I'd have been 89, mm-hmm. 80, 89, somewhere nice. around there. And then uh, as I progressed through college, I, I begged to be able to come inside and learn more. In fact, I worked for member services, which was our mm-hmm. marketing department back and uh, started doing that. And as uh, my good uh, late friend, uh, Mike Apsher, would say, after I graduated from A&M in December of 1991, nobody else would have me. <laughs> and uh, he was he and Mr. Hines were willing to, to uh, let me come back. And Mike always claimed that it was him that did it. I always said, no, it was Mr. Hines that actually allowed me to come back. Um, and so, yeah, I came back in as a marketing representative. Yeah. And so I did a lot about, you know, a lot of uh, – promotional mm-hmm. types of things. And my big deal was when we were doing um, an investigation or an analysis and whether to invest in the franchise for direct broadcast satellite, DBS, mm-hmm. there was a time when there was no cable out in And you had these huge eight-foot dishes that you had to buy, which were very expensive. Uh, so very few people could afford a big eight-foot dish, satellite dish, to have at their home in order to have satellite TV or cable TV at their homes. And they moved and they made did. noises. They did move, yes. They yes, did. that's right. And so the new technology that came about was called direct broadcast satellite. And uh, uh, the company came to us, the national company came to all cooperatives across the nation and, and, and allowed us the opportunity to buy a franchise to offer DBS. And that was one of my major, first major projects was to do the analysis on whether or not we should invest in this technology. Yeah. And ultimately we did. We, it was a five-county service area that we bought. And uh, we were in that business for uh, numbers of years uh, until like 1997. Yeah. Selling that. And uh, so through that, uh, through that process, I got to work with Mr. Hines more. I got to work with the board a little bit. And uh, that that then kind of led me into the opportunity to work for Mr. Hines as his assistant. So you had a master plan the whole time. I did I did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Just actually, just opportunities that folks were willing to give me. Yeah. And uh, so Mr. Hines worked for him until his retirement. Marcus Pridgen, of course, was promoted uh, to general manager. Worked as his assistant for a number of years doing power supply stuff, budgeting, and then uh, computer information services was created. Back in uh, 1997, because uh, uh, technology was changing rapidly and GVC was needing to find a way to keep up, and um, nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, change is much faster now. Yeah, and so we created that and started investing heavily in technology, and I had the opportunity to lead that. That's uh, so when we started the internet company back in 1998. I had the opportunity to lead that, be a part of that. Are you the first customer that GVC.net has had? Back then, GDC. How convenient. I, I don't, that's a good question. For some reason, I heard that. It rumor. could be, yeah. I, I, that may be that I was the number one. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, oh. but uh, uh, I know I was around 
early enough to have my dshower at gvec.net nice. email address. And my wife has mjs at gvec.net, which she still has today. Uh, so we had to pick of our of our email addresses and mm-hmm. back when. So we we made we very if we weren't the first we were certainly one of the first. And I, and then in 2003, of course, Marcus Pridgen made a decision to to leave GBC and uh, had the good fortune of being um, hired by the board. Nice, congratulations! Yeah, well, I was 20, only 20 years later. I was only <laughs> 14 years old when that happened. But congratulations! Yeah, I'm just, I don't know how old I was. I was lying. But at what point did you stri- or did you think that you know if something came up like that, I may yeah jump into that and yeah. You know, it was when it was when I was working directly for Marcus as his assistant. Okay, and and had the, having the opportunity to to see the the organization as a whole. Yeah, and all the different parts that make the organization work. So I was heavily involved with the board uh, board meetings, uh, preparing for the board meetings, uh, presentations. Heavily involved with LCRA at the time, our power supplier, and and uh, doing analysis on their rates, uh, structures, and power supply. Uh, components and so I got to know a lot of the folks there also got a chance to learn a lot about the different utilities that were surrounding us and mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, not just learn about them but their managers as well yeah. have relationships with them and uh, and then with with um, so that that was what kind of put the bug in my my and, and and within me that says you know what maybe one day I could actually do this yeah and then when we picked up uh, computer information services called IT today, yeah. uh, um, and I had the chance to start being involved in other parts of the organization and bringing the organization together uh, from a communications perspective. Uh, that's when it really kind of started to dawn on me that one day uh, maybe I could do something like this. Certainly was never expecting Marcus to leave Yeah, when, when he did. He had a great opportunity at LCRA and uh, decided to take it. I was 34 years old. Uh, when he made that decision, and I never had anticipated that uh, I would be able to be at GVEC in this role at that moment in time. Yeah, yeah I thought maybe someday I'd go somewhere else because I figured Marcus was going to work for a lot longer, and it just didn't work out that way. So, again, another opportunity that just opened the door open for me. And, and one of those things I tell folks is when time is important, you know, luck, mm-hmm. uh, luck has a lot to do with it. And, uh, but what you want to do is always position yourself in such a way that when an opportunity does happen, when the doors, uh, do open for you, that you're ready to move into them. And that's, uh, you know, one of the career advice that I always have to advise folks with is, is make sure you're positioned, uh, and ready whenever that opportunity does come along. Interesting. Right. Nice. It's good advice. Yeah. There's good a advice. quote, I don't know who gets the credit, but it's like when preparedness meets opportunity, yeah. a lot of people call that luck. But you got to be prepared. So yeah. There you go. Just, uh, yeah, you can call it luck because you know I would I could still be running computer information services today if, if Marcus was still here. So. But you were prepared. Yeah. Ready or not, hope so. <laughs> hope so. He he just gave that advice to all of us for free. All CEOs charge per word. <laughs> per word. <laughs> You're welcome, unplugged listeners. Well, you you mentioned like technology is constantly changing. Uh, now now that you're the boss in charge of everything has that changed is it better or worse like is it is it hard just to, to grasp how fast everything changes just from a te- technological perspective you know, no no i mean not for me because i don't i don't get involved in the details uh-huh. of it and i'm not, but certainly for the folks who are in the heart of it and the yeah. meat of it and you're all of our it folks trying to keep up with the changes that are going on the challenges that they are faced with um yeah, I'm sure that's a, a huge challenge, uh, and and just trying to keep GVEC positioned in a way that we are taking advantage of the technologies that are yeah. available to us and using them in a way that allows us to um, stay focused on our customers and and providing the level of service that our customers expect from us. That's a challenge, yeah. uh, especially with all the technologies coming on that's coming on today and how we interface with our customers making sure that we are communicating with them in the way that they want us to communicate with them, whether that's through email or text messages or podcast or 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 whatever, however they however electronic way they want to be able to pay their bill. We always want to make sure that we're offering uh, those technologies that allow us to be able to communicate with them the way the customer wants us to. Yeah, nice. It's definitely, 
it, it's a, a great, great company to work for. Uh, I mean, I, I tell people this all the time that uh, I was very uh, happy when I got the phone call from my manager at that point, and uh, the reputation made its way all the way down to South Texas, where I was from originally. So I was like, right. yeah. So I appreciate everything that you've done and your team and, and giving me, blessing me with this opportunity. Even working with Shelby's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Shelby. You know I'm your favorite. Yes, that's true. But do you have like a memorable moment since you've been here? You don't have to like pick uh, anything spectacular, just something at the top of your head that you've enjoyed that uh, made a, a lasting memory with you since since starting here or becoming the GM. Yeah, but there's so many. Um, I figured that, you know, I always, my go-to is always power supply because power supply is um, such a huge part of what we do yeah. and, and going through the process of, uh, negotiating with LCRA, ultimately leaving LCRA and starting a new power supply team and, yeah. and uh, acquiring power the way we do today. That's, that was such, certainly a, a wouldn't, it's not just one event, but it's been going on for a while now. Yeah. Um, you know, people ask, ask me that about, you know, any one memorable part uh, of my career. It's, it's, it's not just one event. It's more just looking back over time and how the organization has progressed. Yeah. And one of my, one of my greatest enjoyments that I get is, uh, uh, just seeing the organization where it is today Yeah, and how we operate. In fact, we just had our managers meeting last week or two weeks ago. And this is what I talked about. I said, you know, we have an organization today where y'all have made my job really easy, you know, because we've been able to create, uh, the relationships here, create the environment, the culture that we have here. Everyone is committed to doing what they know needs to be done. Everyone's committed to the mission of GVC. They know their role. They know uh, that they will be held accountable or they are held accountable and they look forward to that. Uh, that's, that's looking back one of the most enjoyable things I can think of is where we find ourselves today nice. and how we have positioned GVC with the culture that we have, the structure that we have the management, the leadership that we have. Uh, and I'm not talking about, when I'm talking about leadership, I'm not talking about my leadership or even my senior managers. I'm talking about down into the organization yeah, where the real work is done. Uh, that's what brings me the most enjoyment is to see all of that working. That's, that was the original plan way, way back when. And now being able to see it actually work is just a real enjoyment. Look at you with, great. All, with all these master plans coming to light. Yeah, we actually talked about it. I mean, we still, I mean, I, again, I went back two weeks ago with my managers. I actually took back our first business plan and showed them. And and, uh, and th that was the ultimate plan was to create an organization that was committed to that to that vision and that mission and that plan. Everybody knew their role. And uh, it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. It's working now. And it's made, it, it makes my life a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable. So is the business plan about 20-something years old? 24, 5? Yeah. The first one was done in 2005. Oh, in 2005. Great. 2005. So it makes your life easier is what you said. It absolutely does. For a GM and a CEO, I'm going to be completely honest, you're probably one of the most relaxed persons I ever like known that has that title. And uh, uh, maybe it's just you figured out a way to present that way. But I just, is there something you do to help you relax that either like at work or outside of work that, that gives you this, this really chill vibe? That's what the kids uh, say. Uh, that that is, that's really funny you say that because if you were one of the people who worked directly with me, <laughs> they would, they would probably absolutely disagree with you. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get them on the next episode. <laughs> oh, no, Omar. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm really. They pretty, missed their I'm really pretty intense. Are you? Uh, when it comes to uh, the organization, okay. When it comes to um, a thought or an idea or a, or a direction, yeah. I believe the organization needs to needs to head. Or it comes to uh, a position that I take relative to others. I mean, so if you're in the room. When those kind of discussions go on, yeah, uh, I can be sometimes. That's what I talk about with Arbinger. Sometimes, sometimes I can be too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I I know that. But um, so it's funny you say that, and I'm actually very pleased to hear you say that because hopefully that's the 
that's the impression the employees have because that you know certainly um, I have a very clear picture about where I think the organization needs to go and that's that gives me confidence uh, whether it's with our people whether it's from power supply whether it's operations so I have a very clear picture and I have really good people around me that are able to carry out that vision, that mission. That's what, when you see me out in the organization, that, that uh, that's what you see. It's just when you get behind the scenes, it may be a little more, a little more intense than what, uh, than what I portray out uh, among the employees. Yes. But uh, I think it's just because we, we have the confidence and, and uh, the direction that we're headed. It helps me, that allows me to have that more relaxed uh, uh, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for folks to see. So you're, you're, from Gonzalez, right? Uh, see, I, some people know this, but I, I can assure you that there's a lot of people who don't. Sure. So you were born and raised? I was literally born in Gonzalez, Texas. Wow. <clears throat> yep. Uh, for those old timers around, uh, Dr. Price delivered me and uh, at the Holmes Hospital, which is now an apartment complex in Gonzalez. Now, so I always tell people I was born in an apartment complex, in the basement of an apartment complex, which is true. It just wasn't an apartment complex back when I was actually born. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So yeah, literally, I grew up here in Gonzales, my in, you know, or in Gonzales my entire life. Uh, most of the time, raised on a farm. When I was in second grade, we moved out into the into the country to a family place that my mom inherited, and uh, we raised cattle. And um, my dad built chicken houses for Holly Farms back then. That eventually went to Tyson. Yeah. Now I. I've told these stories so many times. I'm not sure how many people know this, but these are my hard luck stories. Right? Yeah, there was I, three. I know nothing, none of this. So yeah, can. yeah. There were three chicken houses. And, you know, chicken houses in Gonzales were big chicken houses. It's yeah. not like you know the little chicken coop somewhere. Yeah, these yeah. were big chicken houses, and they didn't have all the technology that the chicken houses have today. I mean, you actually had to go out there and when the storm came up and roll the curtains up by hand or lower when it got hot and go back and put them back down, and you had to wash all the water. So you know the chickens there were these. A Pison, 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 waterers that were throughout the uh, chicken houses, and uh, so each my there's three brothers, myself and my two brothers. Each one of us had a house that we took care of, and we had to wash waters every day after school. So we'd get off the bus after being on the bus for an hour and a half, and uh, I get off the bus and have to walk across the sticker burr patch with no shoes, of course, and uh, uh, wash our waters before we could go home and watch TV and a lot of something. youth never had to walk across sticker patch and it shows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think that's why they put child labor laws in place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's a little exaggerated and we were actually very fortunate uh, yeah. when I was growing up and, uh, but it was a good, it was a good place to grow up. I grew up on the farm, a lot of good country values there, of course, that folks talk about, uh, but it was hard work. I mean, literally, uh, somebody asked the other day, what was your first job? And my first job was cleaning out chicken houses, literally shoving, shovel, shoveling chicken manure yeah, uh, and cleaning out houses when I was 10 years old, probably, you know, driving tractors and cleaning them out. So, uh, oh, those first jobs are always, we should have done a podcast on first job. <laughs> that develops a good work ethic. Yeah. Especially. And also shows you what you don't want to end up doing later in life, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, my first job was similar. Uh, I worked with a butcher uh, who butchered in his backyard mm -hmm. and only spoke broken English and literally butchered a full animal in, in like five minutes with one knife and just threw me all the parts. <laughs> and I did not eat beef no. for like 10 years after that. I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. What a great experience. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fun. But yeah, I tell everyone, it's like, you need those type of jobs, That's man. That's right. Everyone does. But You bet. Yeah, it's very interesting. See, You've told this story uh, uh, many times in your head, but mm -hmm. people like me and Shelby and, uh, you know, m the majority of, of like, I, I would, I, I still consider myself a newcomer. I was about to say, maybe newer employees. Newer employees haven't heard this. So it's great that we got it on record yeah. and mm -hmm. anyone can access these archives whenever they want now. Yeah. So don't say anything you don't mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what does Darren do, like? When he leaves work, besides watch Wheel of Fortune, or what? How does Darren shower, relax? Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, well, I have a place in Belmont, which is between Seguin and Gonzales, mm-hmm. just a small farm there where I have cattle. Shout out Belmont. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's actually my hometown. When people ask me where you're from, I say get Belmont. Oh, okay. It's my hometown. We'll edit that out. Yeah. It has a four-way stop. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah. It has wow. a convenience store now, too. That's right. Church, fire mm-hmm. station. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, but so, I, you know, I'd, I'd take care of the cattle. It, you know, you know, go out there and play around on my tractor, move hay around, mow. Uh, that's one of the things that we do. And then here, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I, we built a house in Rockport yep. as an investment property. And so that's taking a lot of time uh, yeah. and working, mainly building that. Ultimately, fortunately, we were able to get it done about a year and a half ago and finished it. And so now it's like, I'd say an investment property, literally we rent it out. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, I give you the VRBO. <laughs> yes, but, uh, I'll send you the link. <laughs> link in the comments. And he's, he's going to give it out as a prize once a year to one lucky employee. That's right. I'm going to raffle it off. Just kidding. Yeah. Edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but at that you know, prior to that, the reason we, we went and built in Rockport is I had friends that were down there. Yeah. And so we kind of got more into fishing. And uh, certainly we use the house now as much as we can whenever it's not rented. And uh, uh, I bought a boat. Ooh. So now I have a boat. And uh, I picked up that reference. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Shelby's looking at me like, what? what? It's Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I have seen that. It's been a while. Um, And so, yeah, like, I love to go down there and fish. Yeah. I, I love to just go down there and do nothing. Hang out, hang out, go ride around in the boat. Uh, just kind of, just enjoy being out on the water. I've always enjoyed being on the water, whether it's the lake or at the beach. My childhood growing up was always going to Port Aransas. Yep. Uh, that's what my family did for vacation. A uh, big group of people from Gonzales would go down there and and uh, for one week and hang out in Port Aransas. I just love the water. That's why they added a curfew in Port Aransas. Probably from you can for you Gonzalez. For me, it's from my, from my parents. Probably. Oh, there yes. <laughs> there there's stories we can tell you off the air. Gunner. There you go. Yeah. Um, it was, that was that was that was fun. So you know, I do that. My wife and I travel a lot. Yeah, I say a lot. We like to travel. We've kind of gotten more into going across the the pond, going over to Europe here in recent times. Now that the kids are all grown up and gone, so we've gone to Greece and uh, Italy and. All kind of countries in between. Nice on, on a, a cruise. We've gone up the Rhine River and done that. So, you know, it's 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 just given us a time to to get away. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I hesitate a little bit about talking about all that with it because for the employees because it sounds like oh well, so river cruise or you know it it's um, it's just we've just kind of put ourselves in that position uh, at this point in our lives and. I tell people a lot of times too, you can go uh, travel to Europe just as uh, uh, economically as you can go to other parts of the country. So yeah, talk, that's I, true. Yeah, I talk about going to Europe. Don't think like always oh, going. You know, no, you can go to Europe. Uh, Shelby knows all about reasonable. that. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Shelby. <laughs> Help me out here, Shelby. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, so we have a, exotic. Like Shelby's going to go to four countries instead of one because it was cheaper. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to go to Italy, but I found it was financially cheaper to fly into London and do Scotland, London, and Ireland. Yeah, and why yeah. not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we have a map in uh, marketing, <laughs> and we put pins of all the places Shelby's been in. Yeah. Counters. I like to do. Her is Michelle Scarborough. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michelle likes to travel, too. She does. Yeah, it's fun. I think I went to Pawnee and Fall City from MK. <laughs> Shout out Pawnee, Fall City. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fancy places there. Yeah. I, I can't get past like the stress of planning. That's probably what no. prevents me. I mean, it's pretty easy to get away. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> easy to get away from people. Yeah. <laughs> now, those are very interesting yeah. uh, wind downs. Do you uh, play any sports or do anything, physical activities? Uh-huh. We'll edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. Besides, I mean, that's funny. (laughs) Wrestling cattle sounds pretty physical. Yeah, Yeah, I gave that up too. So, okay, now I have somebody else do it because I I feel like I've heard you talk about being on your elliptical. This is you were talking about being virtually, you know, something virtual. Yeah, uh, we had a place about this not that long ago. It's probably probably about four or five years ago. Yeah, I still would work cattle and. my son and I and my brother and his son, we were working cattle. There was actually my their cattle, not my cattle, because uh, my cows aren't good. Uh, <laughs> and we were trying to get the cows and the and the and the pen, and one cow just would not cooperate. Yeah. And all I remember is I was facing down that cow, 
And the next thing I remember is I'm waking up. Waking up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally ran over me, hit me right in the head. Uh oh. And um, yeah. I, 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 That's I, when you I knew never, it was over. I had never been knocked out in my life. Oh, yeah. But that was one time I literally, yeah, I do not recall any of it. Mm. So, yeah. So that's when I stopped working cattle. Yeah. yeah. I realized I wasn't much of a cowboy. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you asked me about do I do any sports or, yeah. right? No, I don't. I golf. I can't. I, I've tried golf. I've tried and I tried. And I finally just said, you know what? There's no, I don't want to get any enjoyment out of this. I just need to quit. Yeah. So I haven't played golf in a while. Maybe one day I'll try again. Um, but, you know, fishing, that's a sport. Yeah, there you go. And, and I, I would like to say I work out, uh, which I do, not as regularly as I should. I've seen you at Gold, man. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. Throwing, that, <laughs> yeah. throwing those bars around. You no. have an elliptical. I swear I you've do. told us to Yes. yes. I, yeah. In my house yes. where I can go be by myself. <laughs> Safe space. In an elliptical and a Peloton. Yeah. I, used to, I did used to run. Well, you have so much run. in common with Darren. I, I used to run, but it, it got to where it hurt too much. Mm. Yeah. So I moved to elliptical yeah. and Peloton. And I still do that fairly regularly. Not as much as I should. Yeah. Peloton I think that's good. It's thrill. I think that's good business advice, too, though. Sometimes you have to know when to quit. You know? yeah. So there you go. You know, when a cow runs over you, yeah. that's, that's the best time. Maybe let somebody else do that. That yeah. sounds like that's, that's a metaffor for somebody. Somebody, better, somebody with better reflexes. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we definitely wanted to dive in a little bit and get to know the... Uh, the the real Darren, the shower hour, but uh, Darren after hours. Darren after hours. <laughs> there we go. Darren oh. unplugged. So let's talk about the Roman Empire. I'm just kidding. So before uh, we jump into the final questions, wanted to talk about the podcast once more because uh, we're egotistical and narcissistic. On the no, I'm just kidding. There's just been so many great episodes. Great. So I'm great just episode. curious if Darren has a favorite episode or or two or three. Yeah, you know, I think do we talk about we talk about podcast earlier. I think you know, podcast again, kind of my generation, probably not really my thing. Yeah. But uh, certainly there are two or three that come to mind, and um, uh, the first one was Jerry Loin. Yes, our very first episode and uh, her trip to Japan, and just kind of a conversation with her about her experience uh, having had the opportunity to travel with the governor yes. of Texas, Governor Abbott, right. and, and his team, and a number of economic development folks uh, from the state, and just the, her experiences there. So. That was uh, that was interesting to me, and, mm -hmm. and since I didn't get to go, <laughs> and, and Jerry did, uh, which I was always very proud that she was able to go and represent GBEC. Uh, and then, you know, I, one that stands out to me, I guess, maybe just because I like to hunt. I didn't mention hunting earlier, but I, I don't do it as much as I used to and never have been to Colorado or New Mexico to hunting. But uh, Courtney's experience when she was... Uh, uh, commenting and talking about their experience going up to, to the mountains. I had no idea what elk hunters yeah. went through. That was no. really impressive. You Quite what, the stamina. You remember the name of that episode? That was The Hunt is Over. Hunt is Over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know Courtney's moved on from us, and, and uh, but uh, um, that was just interesting, interesting to listen to, mm -hmm. to struggles that they had. And it didn't yes, sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> I agree. I was listening to it, I was like, that's what you do for fun? <laughs> You know, and of course, the best one that was uh, that uh, I had a chance to be a part of was the dynamic duo, and that's right. That's where Denise and I had the opportunity to to show everyone that she and I know each other better than anyone else <laughs> in the entire organization. That's right. You were named the champions. We were. Yes, we were. And uh, now there may have been a little bit of a shenanigans going on, at least in some <laughs> people's mind. Right. But, uh, I don't know if it was ever proven. I don't think no, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. That was my. All right. Well, thank you, Derek. Yeah. So now we are on to, we're calling it Download with Darren. And so we pulled 10 questions from different employees. They have been voice changed to keep their identities safe. So are you ready? What are they worried about? I don't know. You know, it's just, yeah, open, it's for fun. Open culture, <laughs> no fear of reprisal. No, they're they're easy. They're easy questions. I think the voice changing just was like a for sprinkle fun. of uh, laughter element. Yeah, they're really a little ridiculous. whimsy. We yeah. like to include. We'll we'll see. Okay, right. we'll see. <laughs> First question. Here comes the intense hearing. <laughs> yeah, be warned. That's, yeah, you did. Who is your favorite music artist? Okay. I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> they asked, "Who is your favorite 
favorite music artist? There's there's no question. Willie Nelson. I mean, yeah. how do you not know that? Okay, that's there, I mean, really, yeah. that's just, that is the music artist. It's like, you know. The. Is he a rapper? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I was talking about, you know, growing up on the farm, and, and uh, that's, that's my mom and dad's era of music, Willie Nelson. He came to Gonzales once. He did. That's performed. Waylon Jennings, all the outlaws. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, not to flex, but I got a free private concert with Willie Nelson. Come on. Yeah. I was uh, at the Jimmy Kimmel show. The rapper? Yeah, the rapper. Okay. <laughs> I was at the Jimmy, oh, and Jimmy Kimmel came to Austin, and actually I was on stage. <laughs> you can YouTube it if you'd like. But Literally, he mentions this like every month. <laughs> and then like after <laughs> after the uh, airing, uh, uh, Willie Nelson put on, put on a concert for us. It was insane. You talk about relaxed. Yeah, no, for That's sure. Relax. I wonder why. Nelson is the classic of <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Like it's a prescription. Yeah. All right, Mr. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, kind of, he, just, he just doesn't, he gets across the, uh, the aura of, I just really care about it. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. Uh, just L-I-V-I-N, man. Doesn't care what you, doesn't care what you think. <laughs> Living. Yeah. Living. I don't have that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Hey, Jared, if you could eat anywhere in our service territory for the rest of your life, but only one place, what would you choose? Wow. The pressure's on. You know what? See, this is what happens in your childhood, right? <laughs> you get hooked on something, and there's, it is it is a place that we still go today. It's El Ranchito in Zikin. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Shout out. I, and I know there are folks who have their own opinions about El Ranchito, but I love El Ranchito. And again... I go back to El Ranchito when it was on the other side of town, um, off of um, what was that? No, off of ninety there, and, um, um, one twenty three. Was it? Yeah, well, kind of. It's called yeah, court. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, back when it was there, and again, family tradition. I remember my grandfather going to El Ranchito. I didn't know it'd been around that long. Uh, That's cool for years. Actually, one of the waitresses that still works at El Ranchito was there back then. Oh. And so, yeah, and Melissa and I and our kids, when our kids were little, when they were babies, that's we would still take them to El Ranchito. So we love the family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, uh, so, yeah. Okay. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Next one. Darren, what is the most useless talent that you have? Useless talent? <laughs> I know. All my talents are useful. That's right. <laughs> I don't know that I even, I mean, I... I that's a hard question. Yeah. Because, you know, what? Are you double jointed? I don't have a lot of talents. <laughs> I don't have a lot of talents that uh, are outside of just work. If I have any talents at work and uh, useless talents. I used to think I could sing. Hey, you okay. Got but, but you never committed to it? No, and I was been told otherwise <laughs> you, you, you want to give us a sample no. real quick no he pleads the fifth yeah. some people say he's a songbird of our generation <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've had right. some karaoke in the okay. day okay yeah oh two saw of course is lukenbach texas with lily and Whalen. but there you go but uh yeah that's probably i wouldn't really okay. call that a talent though oh it is i thought yes. it was i thought it was yeah i've been told that it's not don't let the people bring you down yeah, yeah. So, and, the Jealous. next employee appreciation, we're setting up the karaoke yeah. machine. There we go. <laughs> I feel a big show coming on. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. Next question. Do you have any interest in how these some people might be surprised to know about? I have no idea what it's all about interest and people may be surprised. <laughs> Do you have any interesting hobbies people might be surprised to know about? We might have kind of already covered that, I guess. Yeah, you did a little bit. I, I do. It's been a while, but it's scuba dive. Uh, oh, I did do scuba dive. Where'd you do that at? Well, I've done several places, um, and uh, Cozumel and uh, Roatan, Honduras. Did you get certified nice. on a trip, or did you get certified beforehand? We, we did the written instructions beforehand, okay. and then uh, we got our certification when we were down in Belize, actually. But that's something my son and I did. Actually, my daughter as well. She just didn't get into it as much as as my son did, and so, um, so yeah. I, I, only only bad thing about that has been. Too long since I've been. I want to go back and do it. Yeah. My wife has me traveling to other places and won't <laughs> let me go down to the Caribbean and go scuba diving. So, yeah. But uh, my son and his wife, that's what they did for their honeymoon. They went down to Belize and, and uh, actually his wife got certified. And so now oh, that's cool. scuba diving. 
Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's fun. I like to snorkel. It's less pressure. Yeah. Mm. Like literally. 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 Exactly. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Hey, Ben. When are we going to get fiber in the EZL area? When are we get fiber in my area? An EZL area. I guess that's a running joke, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would love to know who that employee is. <laughs> Here comes the intent. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a plan right now for EZEL, although we have conversations going on in regard to uh, some government funding. Uh, that's There's lots of money out uh, uh, that is being offered uh, through various legislation at the federal level as well now on the state level. And so we certainly are looking for opportunities to apply for grants, apply, apply for low interest loans that would allow us to extend our fiber optics further and further out at a faster pace. And so if some of that were to happen and we were actually to get some of that, that would certainly help uh, uh, encourage us to move further along, even down into EZEL. Oh, perfect. All right, next question. Yo, DS in the house. What is the funniest or most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you during your career at GVC? Funny or embarrassing? That was not me, Darren. No, that really wasn't. <laughs> he was pointing at me. Like, I know. Yeah. That's why we voice changed. Wow. You know, I I, uh, I can recall a time where I had a mic on, <laughs> and I did go into the restroom. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been for an annual meeting or say like for a video, like an yeah. video or something. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a big audience list, yeah. but there were certainly people listening. And uh, <laughs> so that, I do remember that, but that was just more of a limited kind of embarrassment. Yeah. The people who were doing the video, I'm like, Shh. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that? No, you didn't. I think that would make the top list. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've done that on a Teams call. <laughs> I was like, sit <laughs> down. <laughs> Whoa. Forgot to mute. <laughs> uh, it's just maybe the noise of the flushing going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> That's weird. Weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I need to come up with better answers for that one. I don't know. We can circle back to it. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask That's about it. end. Typical marketing. <laughs> we'll circle back. <laughs> Love that corporate lingo. All right, next question. Hi, Darren. You have been very successful in your life. Can you share with us if there has been someone specific that has influenced you or inspired you along the way? If so, who was that person and how did they impact you? Wow. See, it gets deep, harder. It is. That's a deep question. It is certainly, you know, I, I've been asked that question before, but I don't have a, I don't have just one person. Uh, when I think about people who have influenced me uh, throughout um, my career, uh, any, you know, the success that I've enjoyed uh, certainly has been because of many people that have that have come before me and have who have helped me and taught me and given me the opportunities. You know, certainly I start with my with my parents. Uh, I I am so fortunate uh, to have the parents that I have. Uh, very good role models uh, throughout my entire life, still to this day. You know, they've told everybody they're. I don't. I can't remember how many years they've been married now. Fifty five or sixty. I can't. We've had a we had a party for them recently. I can't remember what it was. Fifty five or sixty. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, sixty. Yeah, there's sixty years. Their sixtieth anniversary. So just a great role models uh for me um, and my dad's work ethic my dad is just he's just an incredible hard worker and just so i have an experience to see that uh and then you know going back here to, to gvc i always just love mr hines um and and mainly because of the 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 reputation that he was just and people when you talked about mr hines uh people just um thought so highly of him and how he uh, built the, this organization. And not just here at GVC, if you go around the state and the nation, people knew who Mr. Hines was. And so just having the opportunity to work with him and experience uh, uh, 
that with him uh, and to learn from him was a was a great opportunity. So Mr. Irons had a lot of influence on me uh, early early on, but uh, certainly others throughout uh, the cooperative um, industry that I've had a chance to work with that uh, have helped me along the way. But uh, those are the, those are the ones I would point to most directly. Uh, those folks. Great answer. Yeah. All right, next one. Hi, Dion. Can you tell us about a time you had to totally remove yourself from your comfort zone to achieve a goal or help to make a project successful? This is an interview, by the way. <laughs> you got the A stay interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got the job. That is a hard question. I should have given these, given these earlier. Yeah. That takes so, the fun out of it. Yeah. So I had to remove myself. From your comfort zone to achieve a goal or help make a successful pro- a project successful. Coming on this podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've had to learn to do is I've continued to develop the organization, try to, try to develop the organization is my comfort zone is to be in the middle of everything and to, and to be involved. And, and uh, what I've had to learn to do is back away from that. That's not comfortable for me. Uh, yeah, I like to be the one that's analyzing and and uh, directing. Uh, and but what I realize in order for me to have the the team that I want to have and the culture that I want to have is that I can't I can't do that. And uh, so that's probably not an exciting answer, uh, but that's certainly not that's certainly getting out of my comfort zone and allowing others to do their jobs, staying out of their way and, um, um, not, not being involved, just trying to stay out of, trying to stay out of their way and let them be successful because they're going to be able to do it a lot better than I can, especially in all these different areas that we operate in. It's really not realistic to think that I can do them all. Yeah. Even though I like to try to think that I can. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a good that's answer. My, yeah. That's my comfort zone. Getting out of my comfort. Yeah. Right. Not exciting. It's it, good though. It, You're letting the experts it's hard do their to, job. Yeah. yeah. Relinquish control. Did the cow help you realize that? <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, it was a metaphor for something bigger. I told you. <laughs> You're just waiting for the opportunity. All right, next one. Yeah, I had a question for Mr. Darren here. If you go back in the past and give yourself advice to your younger self, what would it be? Yeah, I had a question. Sorry. Advice to your younger self. Yeah. I think that was Alvin. I always tell folks I was, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I criticize myself sometimes because I, I always say I was too young when I became neuromanager. Uh, and I, I say that, and I, I go look at all these tech guys that start these tech companies, and they're 25 years old or 28 years old, and they're CEOs of these massive organizations that are, you know, international organizations. So, so I, I, I'm hesitant when I say that, but just maturity. Um, you know, even, at, even when you're at 34 years old, you know, uh, of course I was arrogant enough or, um, confident, confident there, enough. That yeah. thank you, sure. That was the right answer. And confident enough in myself that I just felt like you know I I could handle all of this. But it really was when I the first couple of years of coming in, um, maybe I, I had to I had to kind of take a step back and go, maybe I don't know as much as I as I thought I did. And this is a little more a little bit more difficult because what you that confidence what you don't really think about is all of the sudden everything is in your hands. And you have so much influence and so much impact on the organization that you need to be prepared for that. Me having been in the roles that I was in before did not necessarily prepare me for that. I don't know that you're ever really prepared until you're sitting in that seat. Uh, But that's, if I think back to those early days uh, of being a CEO, that's kind of what I think about is that Maybe you don't didn't know as much as you thought you know at the time, and you need to be a little bit more humble and um, um, before you just jump in and think you guys that you're going to be able to conquer the world. I think that's great advice for the younger folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any position, patience. Um, yeah, any position that you're pace. that you're aspiring to. Um, just recognize that you may not know all that it entails, and and. Uh, and it may be a little bit more challenging than what you had anticipated. I just had that conversation with my son about mm-hmm. you don't you don't know what you don't know, and that's scary. Yeah, 
stuff yeah. you don't know. Yeah. 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 That's, that's just sort of those things, but it's, you can't really, especially this role. I mean, well, we have four employees now, you know, and I feel, I do feel that. I, hopefully anybody who sits in the seat would feel that. And you feel the responsibility that you have to the organization and the organization, meaning every single employee here, you, there's that sense of, of, uh, responsibility that I have uh, for each of them. All right, last question, which kind of leads into what you just said. Uh -oh. <laughs> Hi, Darren. My question for you would be, what would be a piece of the prize that you would get for your next CEO at CDEC once you decide to retire? Yeah. <laughs> I keep I, I keep telling you folks, I am not planning on going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll be here till I, I, I die. Just, I, I was just out in, uh, in public here recently, and somebody said, I thought you'd retired. And uh, I was like, I'm not that old. I started really young. <laughs> I started very young. But, you know, you never know what other opportunities may come along. And who knows? Who knows how long I'll be here? Uh, but, you know, certainly don't have any plans. But, yeah, I, th I you know, talking and thinking about advice to the next person um, who may who may come in and lead GVC in this role um, hardly is what I just said about uh, – Recognize when you're going in, it's it's an awesome responsibility. Not uh, um, that you need to you need to recognize and understand that you're taking on. So it's just not something you just can just take lightly. It's a it is a big responsibility. Um, the the other thing is it's kind of like Marcus told me uh, when he was leaving. He said, "When I come back, I expect this place to be different." You need to put your own mark on this organization, and it should not be run the way that I ran it. You need to run it the way that you want. And I would say the same thing to whoever comes in um, after me is that when I come back, I expect this place to be different. Make your own mark and uh, continue on the success that we have enjoyed and build upon that success, but make it your own. Don't try to act like I did. Don't try to be who I was make it your own and that would be nice good advice all right well, well thanks for playing along man yeah sarah has a few final questions for you yes thank you and talking about circling around i wanted to say too i'm sure people aren't ready for you to retire but maybe they're just not as used to people being in this role for so long that continuity so there's something to say about that so 20 years is a long time i will say mr hines was uh um general manager for i think 20 years wow uh, marcus was 10 Mm -hmm. uh, O.W. Davis, I think, was about 25. So it's in that range, right? Yeah. And uh, I can make it till 30. <laughs> People may not want me to make it till then, but. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, just so people don't get confused, uh, the voice you're hearing is Sarah Carazales, our newest podcast lady. Sarah, you work with? The HR team. The HR team, what's your title? HR representative. HR representative. And she just jumped on in man this is the last episode but we wanted to get her in before we before we ended it and she has a, a closing question for mr shower yes take it away sarah thank you gunner it's been a gift working with y'all not even 90 days in but yeah. my goodness the pure genius that come from you all so i'm admittedly sad that it's the last podcast and but I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it and really thank you darren for being the kind of leader that advocates for this kind of communication and connection to the employees i think that's impressive so um we would just like for you to summarize for us in just a few words because i know you've talked a lot about this already but uh in just a few words the type of year that gvc has had and also what are you looking forward to in the new year cool and go <laughs> yeah <laughs> no pressure yeah. so you know it's I always probably i probably characterize every year the same and it was, it was a challenging year uh, there's always a challenge here. It's kind of how we design it. Um, certainly, you know, having come through all the difficulties that we had in previous years in 2019 and 20 and 21, uh, 22, things have certainly have improved uh, since then. But not to say that there are not uh, ongoing challenges from a economic perspective, uh, interest rate environment that we're dealing with, inflation that we're dealing with, um, um, supply chain issues that are a little better now, but not quite where we need them to be. Uh, those things are, you know, those have been challenges that we've had to, had to deal with, uh, trying to, trying to keep up, 
with a um, retaining, hiring and retaining great, great talent is a challenge for us. I mean, that's one of the things that we focus a lot of our time on, though, is that we want to make sure that we are hiring and retaining really, really good people. That's what makes all of this work. That's the foundation of who we are is the really good people that we have here. And that's a challenge and trying to keep up with compensation and benefits and all the things that we do uh, is a challenge. Um, so, you know, talk about the year being challenging, but looking across the board as far as uh, uh, the business plan itself, the things that we've been able to accomplish, uh, it's been a really good year. Uh, we and I have to hold in our breaths a little bit now from a budget perspective, trying to get finish out the year here. Um, uh, but overall, it's been a really good year. So looking forward to looking forward to seeing the results uh, at the end. And that's one of the things that we know whether we did good or how successful we were, because we can go back and look at our business plan, and we can go back and look at the metrics. I'm going to go all the things that we said we're going to, going to accomplish. Did we accomplish them? And uh, that's how we measure our success. And overall, I think we're going to have a really good year. It's huge. As a new employee, I've just been enjoying so much seeing that side of things. And um, it's a really great industry and company to work for. So okay. thank you for all that you've done to contribute to that. Right. And if you wouldn't mind just sharing, too, what are you looking forward to most in the new year? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's always fun to, to get past, you know, where we are and looking into the future. And, you know, from a, from a GVC's perspective, uh, it's really 2024 is really more of the same, which is not a bad thing, uh, to be clear. Uh, it's the ongoing uh, focus on our plan. Uh, this is the this will be the fourth year of our five year plan, staying committed to it, staying focused on it, and um, uh, just to work in the plan and continuing to see results from that. Continue to move GVC along. Continue to, to attempt to position GVC. Uh, to be that cooperative that provides electric internet and beyond the meter services, which is so different. Uh, yeah, I go around and look at all these different cooperatives around the country, and GVC is just so different. And we should really be proud of that, uh, of how we have positioned ourselves, how what we look like uh, from a power supply, from uh, uh, internet, from electrical, from uh, solar and batteries, and how we're bringing all that together. There's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen, start happening in 2024 uh, with... Um, uh, those technologies, uh, especially as we look to see how we can bring solar and battery and integrate them into our power supply. That's going to be really fun to see. So more of just working the plan, doing what we said we we're going to set out to do and uh, staying focused on that. Consistency. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody have any other questions before Mr. Shower gets back to business? This is also a good year. Um, coming up on our 85th anniversary, our birthday. Happy birthday, Happy GVC. birthday, GVC. Happy birthday, GVC. <laughs> yeah, 85 years, another another milestone, another landmark uh, in the history of GVC. And, um, you know, I just, when we talk about GVC's birthday or milestones, always go back to the very beginning uh, and think about those farmers and ranchers who joined together in Cost, Texas, uh, from across our service territories, from different counties that all came together, because you can imagine how hard that was. Even back then, they may have had some kind of vehicle back then. But, uh, I don't know, I know they did. But anyway, they, they, you know, to join together and start GVEC, uh, the, the, the effort that that took on their part, the desire that uh, they had for electric power in their homes so they could see it in the cities they knew what it could bring but nobody would bring it to them they had to take it into their own hands and this was not gvc this was all cooperatives across the country that's why you have 900 of them across the country today i was about to say a lot of them are turning 85 this year that's also. right that's right shout out to those farmers yeah. <laughs> yeah well really i mean they 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 deserve the credit yeah yeah, for GVC since then, I mean, it's been ongoing, uh, ongoing progression, ongoing uh, innovation, um, and bringing more and more services uh, to the people that uh, that we serve, empowering the people and communities that we serve. Uh, that's that's what we have grown in grown into today. I mean, serving over close to now a hundred thousand meters, uh, twenty three, twenty four thousand broadband customers, and bringing that service to because nobody else would bring broadband out into yep. the rural areas. Uh, and now the other innovative services that we're providing as well. So it's just, it's really um, a, a 
sense of pride that I get and looking at GBC at its 85th anniversary and how far we have come, but more importantly, what those folks started back way back when in 1938. That show, uh, prequel to Yellowstone, kind of touches on that. Uh, 1923, I think. That, yeah, but yeah, probably so. Probably very so. interesting. Yeah, there's a very interesting history in Texas about how uh, uh, power. Uh, uh, electri- electrolyze got built. I mean, it really starts back with uh, FDR. Mm-hmm. Uh, LBJ had a huge part into bringing uh, electric power uh, here in Texas and, in cr- fact, uh, frankly, across the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a very interesting history if you wanted to read that about how it actually occurred and the politics behind it all. Yeah, there was a lot of politics to make it happen. For our Gen, Gen Z listeners, those initials were former presidents, by the way. Gen Z, they're out. Oh, okay. FDR. Yeah. yeah. LBJ. 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 Shout out Texas State. Franklin Delano Roosevelt yeah. and Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. We, we, this was amazing. This is the best way we've could have ended the Unplugged podcast. So we appreciate your time, Mr. Shower, and everything you do for us. It, it does not go unnoticed. Thank you. We really enjoy coming to work every day to do, because you give us the liberty and freedom to do what we were hired for, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Right. Well, I appreciate it. This is this is actually fun for me. I'm glad. And uh, I appreciate y'all giving me the chance uh, to to visit with all of you. Hopefully, there'll be a few listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that will have a have the opportunity to 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 learn a little bit more about me, whether that's exciting or not. Uh, but you know, just a little bit more about GVC, that uh, and my views on GVC. So hopefully, you'll have a chance to learn a little bit. Awesome. Listener, you're fired. <laughs> no, Shelby, we don't that one. We just talked about the beauty of the culture, man. I'm just kidding. All right. Thank you very Thank much, you. Mr. Shower. Thank you. Thank all of you. And thanks to you, the GVEC family, for allowing us to put together these podcasts for the past four years. It's been an amazing journey. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Goodbye, GVC Unplugged. And that is all. We are unplugging for the last time.